It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I want to welcome you to Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figgs, pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. I am your host today, ready to take your questions and prayer requests for the next hour. I want to welcome all of the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado and up into southern Wyoming. I'm so glad that you're tuned in. And also I want to welcome all the Hope FM uh, listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. Uh, I want to welcome you, even though it's a week delayed, you can call that number that you just heard at 303-690-3000 and be on the air, and uh, I'm ready to uh, just be able to encourage you and bless you in the Word of God. Uh, Also, online listeners, if you are listening online, and we have those who do uh, listen to Grace FM all over the country uh, online, uh, you can call that number as well, 303-690-3000. This is a live call-in show, and perhaps you got some questions uh, about the Bible or Christian living, or some of the things that are taking place uh, around the world, what we see. Uh, maybe you wonder, how do we um, you know, respond to it as a Christian? Uh, what does the Bible have to say about those things? I'll be happy to talk to you and do the best that I can in encouraging you in the Word of God. There's also a means for you to be able to text in a question. There's a text line. And if you're a regular listener, you know that number is 720-336-0897. And I would encourage you to put that in your um, contacts, in your favorites. You can pull it up and text a question. And as time permits, uh, we will go to those text questions. So it's good to be back with you this week. And uh, so waiting for you to uh, call in. Lines are open right now, so grab one of those open lines. Looking forward to what the Lord has for us in the next hour. The number to call, 303-690-3000. As we continue with the show, I'd like to start out by praying for our nation. Um, As we have had another devastating uh, hurricane that hit the Florida Keys and and most of the state of Florida, they are dealing with flooding problems, and a lot of people clear up into Georgia as well are dealing with flooding. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida Keys, of course, was hit very hard. Miami, the west side of Florida, uh, many people still without uh, electricity, uh, floods uh, that uh, devastated homes and businesses all throughout Florida. Uh, Many are returning today to see the devastation, so we want to continue to pray uh, for those down in Florida and for the cleanup and for uh, the restoring that will take place and restoration of the homes and businesses that will take place for months. Also, to continue for Houston um, and the Hurricane Harvey that took place a few weeks ago as uh, people are beginning to clean up and rebuild their homes and lives and clean up. It's it's something that is going to take uh, a long time, and I just pray that the Christians have a voice and a presence in both uh, Texas and in Florida, and that we would be able to not only help in very practical ways, but be able to share the love of Jesus Christ with others. And so, Father, we do pray for those who have gone through uh, the devastating effects on Sunday's Hurricane Irma uh, passed through Florida and up into Georgia into the uh, eastern part of the seaboard that has caused uh, a lot of damage, particularly in the 
uh, Florida Keys, uh, Miami, all along the western coast up into Jacksonville. Uh, and we can't imagine the destruction, the, the uh, loss of homes and property and businesses. And so, Lord, we pray that uh, your hand would uh, be strong in those areas to where people look to you. Um, they um, are able to rebuild. We pray for the needs. Uh, people are short on food and water um, and basic needs. Uh, I pray that you would provide for that and that the Christian presence there would be strong and be able to not only help in very practical ways, but to be able to also share the love of Jesus Christ. We continue to pray for those in the Houston area in Texas, again, devastated by floods by Hurricane Harvey. And Lord, we pray that you would just continue to be with those who are working so hard, uh, long days, uh, trying to um, get the mud cleaned up and uh, power restored and the restoring process in people's lives. That, uh, Lord, that again, we just lift all that up to you and that you somehow uh, would be seen through all this. And, Lord, we know that you're the one um, that is so merciful and so grace, gracious to us. And so, Lord, show that to those down there in opening up their hearts and eyes to see you and to turn to you. So we pray this in Jesus' name. So continue to pray for our nation. You know, our nation is facing um, a lot of interesting things right now, not only with hurricanes. Uh, yesterday was the anniversary, of course, of 9-11, and uh, we don't want to forget about that uh, event in 2001 uh, that happened 16 years ago um, that still, uh, you know, the images are there in our minds, uh, and uh, the, the it, it was a day that changed the world and changed our nation. And our nation needs... Uh, to be turning to the Lord. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. We have other uh, things that are causing upheaval uh, uh, here in our nation as as we have uh, North Korea that is threatening um, those, you know, with nuclear weapons and, and you know, hydrogen bombs. And, and um, we have that situation going on. Uh, we have uh, all kinds of situations that are play- taking place all around the world that affects us. So if you got any questions concerning what does the Bible have to say about these things, be happy to talk to you about those um, those things that are listed in the Scripture. We need to be praying for our nation. Uh, one of the things that I'm reminded of is in Psalm chapter 20 that David would write that some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And we need to, as a nation, turn back to the Lord, uh, to humble ourselves, call out to him how we need him, not to just trust in our own strength, um, but to trust in him. And the church needs to be praying, and, and we as Christians need to wake up, and we need to be praying for our leaders, we need to be praying uh, for our communities, and uh, because we live in perilous times. So give me a call. Uh, let's talk about those things. Let's talk about the things of the Lord uh, we have open lines, 303-690-3000, but let's go to Dennis in Longmont. Yeah, hi, how you doing? Good, Dennis, how are you? I'm good, thank you, and uh, thank you for that, because you're right, they need prayers, and they need money, they need a lot, but they need love, too. So, But my question is, uh, Romans 9-3, that really was, it's really a tough verse, a verse to understand, because if I got it right, Paul was basically saying he would give up his salvation if the other Israelites would be saved. And and my and, and I'm thinking, 
why would anybody want to give up their salvation knowing what's next? Damnation yeah. for eternity. So I could never really understand the, those verses. <laughs> you know, in that you're right in that when you read that. I mean, and I'm going to read it just for the sake of our listeners, um, that I tell you the truth in Christ. I am not lying. Uh, this is Romans chapter 9. That my conscience also bearing me witness of the Holy Spirit, that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh. So he's saying God is my witness in this. Uh, he wasn't just uh, exaggerating. He wasn't just making this up. He says this is something that's truly on my heart. And I think it just shows the love that Paul had for his brethren. And there's a parallel um, thing that we see in the Old Testament. Do you know who that is, Dennis, that said something similar? Yeah, well, you're, 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 the gentleman that answered the phone, I didn't realize. He told me Moses said the same. I didn't realize that, yeah. but that's what he told me, so I, I can't take credit for it. <laughs> yeah. So Moses said something very similar, which, you know, is amazing because Moses, and, and think about this. I mean, Paul had the, um, the, his countrymen that persecuted him. I mean, they, uh, would kick him out of the synagogue. They persecuted him. Uh, they wanted to kill him in Damascus. Uh, they, uh, were ones that stirred up the people in Lystra and Iconium to stone him on his first missionary journey. I mean, they weren't nice to him. And he talks about in Acts chapter 20 how he went from house to house experiencing that persecution in the hands of his countrymen. And then to turn around and say that, you know, I I wish myself that I would be a curse from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh. And the only thing that really that we can explain in that is the love of Jesus Christ that is working in him. Um, Moses, same kind of thing. Moses, uh, when the children of Israel sinned uh, in making that golden calf and, and committing fornication and idolatry, and the Lord was going to wipe out the children of Israel, you might recall in the book of Exodus. Yeah, yeah, of and, yeah and you remember that the Lord came to Moses and said, Moses, stand aside. I'm going to make you the father of a great nation. And I honesty of my heart is, you know, Moses, they were complaining against him. They were wanting to stone him. They weren't very nice to him. And if I was Moses, I would have had the tendency to step inside and say, go ahead, Lord. Then I don't have to put up with all these people murmuring against me, you know, in their rebellion, um, wanting to stone me, wanting to go back to Egypt, uh, Father Moses sounds pretty good to me right now. But Moses began to intercede on behalf of the people. He said, Lord, what would the other nations say, that you just brought your people out here for them to um, to die? Um, what about your promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that you'd make them a great nation? And then Moses, he goes up on the mountain, and I'm going to read it to you. He returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin, and have made for themselves a God of gold. He doesn't make any excuses for them. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you have written. And and that's an amazing statement. This is of one who initially didn't even want to go. He said, Lord, send somebody else. I'm slow of speech. He made all kinds of excuses and things like that. 
So it really is um, showing the Lord doing a work in the hearts of these guys who were shepherds and leaders. And that's one of the things that really convicts me, Dennis, is for me to have a love for the people. And, and that's love that Jesus showed, that he loved us so much that he came and died for us. So, yeah, it's an incredible thought, incredible you know, um, heart that Paul had for his countrymen, um, his desire to have their eyes opened up uh, to see that Jesus was their Mashiach, uh, their Messiah, and the same with Moses, um, just interceding uh, in love on behalf of his people. So that's the best I can answer that. Yeah, it's still kind of tricky because I get what you're, I get what you're saying for sure. I, I can relate it to our, you know, if you have children, man, you take a bullet for your child, you you would let them torture you so your child lived. But, man, no one would hell live. Damnation forever. You don't get a ribbon for, I just, you know, I just have a, yeah. again, there's a lot of stuff we don't get our hands on. And I, I'm pretty sure Jesus right. would say, I'll do everything for you. But that means I go to cross. Man, I I'm away from the Father, and I got to be in hell for eternity. I, I know I just it's just hard, hard, yeah. hard, hard for me. I just don't get that verse, and I guess I never will. Even though you did a great job, you know, trying to explain the depth yeah. of your ability. Those are some of the you know the Bible don't explain everything, but it gives us enough that we know you know our salvation. Yeah. I guess that's all we can ask for, right? You know, Dennis. Here's a thought that may help because after Moses said, you know. I, I pray blot uh, me out of your book, which you have written, if you, you don't forgive them. The Lord said this in the next verse, and the Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. In other words, Moses, you have a deep love for them, but they're going to be responsible for their sin, not you. And it's the same with Paul. Paul wasn't the Savior who went to the cross. And I, I think it's a similar kind of thought that, you know, they're going to be responsible for their sin. So, um, you know, just a, an incredible uh, verse there um, that shows the heart of Paul towards his countrymen more well, it than definitely shows, It definitely shows his heart, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, and so it's, I, that's a shepherd's it, heart. That's yeah. a, you know, yeah. a, a heart for of love that only God can do in a heart of a person. Well, I appreciate the, the input on that and... and there's just some things we'll never know, I guess, and that's yeah. when we get to heaven, it won't be important because we'll be there anyhow, so it won't be important. Yeah. But, you know, I just appreciate yeah. the, the input on that. You bet. You bet, Dennis. Appreciate your call. So Thanks. keep studying the scriptures. Well. All righty. All right. Thanks, Dennis. We have open lines. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. You know, it's a love that uh, is kind of hard to understand. You know, Paul saying that and Moses in the Old Testament and uh, but it's a love that the Lord wants to to put into our hearts, and um, and um, you know a shepherd's heart is truly whether you shepherd your family or whether you pastor a church or as Christians to really have the love of Christ in us. Um, and Paul, you know that incredible love that you know he was at one time he says an insolent man. He persecuted Christians. Um, but he was one that never stopped loving his countrymen, even though he was persecuted by them. Let's go to David and Greeley. David? Hey, Pastor Jeff, how are you? Good, how are you, David? Uh, good, thanks. I uh, wanted to get kind of your thoughts, your opinion, your understanding of Scripture, um, and I'm referring to the question of to marry or not to marry. And... Okay. Um, 
you know, by that I know, you know, God said it was not good for man to be alone. But we also know there's scripture that says, you know, it is best if you can to remain single like me, but if you burn with passion, then better to marry. Right. And um, I, I just wanted right. to kind of, you know, get, get your grab on that. Yeah, because, you know, you're making reference, of course, to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. You know, as the Corinthians were writing to Paul, they were asking him about, you know, marriage, divorce, should I continue in intimate relations with, uh, you know, my spouse? Because some of them were coming out, uh, well, all of them in Corinth initially were coming out of paganism, but some of them Mm -hmm. were married to unbelievers. And so should we give ourselves to our spouse? Uh, give ourselves to our husbands, and Paul says, "Yes, you're to continue to do that. Um, if you do deprive one another, then it's only for a season to give yourselves over to prayer and fasting." Um, yeah. He's not talking about separating; he's talking about uh-huh. that intimacy with one another. But then yeah. he goes on and he talks about, you know, um, that it's better to remain single even as I am. What, what Paul is saying in that, he's not saying it's not good to be married because we know the Bible says, as you've already quoted, that to he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, it's uh-huh. interesting in the creation story that God said it is good, it is good. After each day he created Adam, he said it is good. What was the first time that God said it's not good? Is when, when Adam it was, was not alone. good for man to be alone. Yeah, that's what he said. But Paul uh-huh. comes along, and he also says something very important, and I want to reiterate this to the singles that are out there listening right now, that Paul says it's also a good state to be in if you're single. So the key is, what has God called you, what state to be in? And he is encouraging those who are single, that if you are single, you can devote yourself um, to the Lord you know, um, very uh, exclusively because you don't have a wife, you don't have a family. Um, You can wholeheartedly serve the Lord. And also, one of the things that, as we see here, that Paul talks about, that, you know, if your your husband, your spouse is an unbeliever and they want to stay with you, you are to remain married, okay? Um, Keep your marriage vows is what you are to do. Uh, But if they leave, um, then you're not called to bondage, but to peace. He also goes on and talks about that even if the unbelieving spouse leaves, or if there is someone who does depart, I'll read verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 7, but even if she does uh, depart, I'm going to back up to verse 10. Now to the married I command, yet not I but the Lord, a wife is not to depart from her husband, but even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and a husband is not to divorce his wife. So he goes on and he talks about reconciliation that is part of the equation as well. So I think, David, with you, I think the, the prayer is, Lord, you have me in this state right now. There is benefit and there is blessing in that, um, in that I can serve you wholeheartedly right now. Not everybody is called to be in a state of being single. And for those who desire to get married, to be praying, Lord, this is my desire, this is my heart. And then to, you know, um, marry, he says, um, you know, rather than staying in a single state so you don't burn with passion. But I think the real key, David, is not just looking for a spouse. I always encourage people, wait on the Lord for a spouse. Okay. Right. 
Right. And that's a and that's, real. And, that's a real. And that key. being said, Pastor Jeff, let me let me just share this with you because we know God works in mysterious ways. But you know, I felt it so long um, through the dating and and you know wanting to to be in relationship, to have a partner, to get remarried again, and and just share that life as a partnership. You know, serving Christ together, and it, it just you know after failures and, you know, trying to do it on my own, you know, it failed and failed. And hopefully, you know, through these these times, through this growth and, you know, spiritual maturity, it has, you know, given me the ability to discern even greater, to, you know, seek um, a woman that is, you know, a godly woman that is, you know, walking in a spiritual faith. And, you know, we always talk about scripturally equally yoked. But recently, and I speak, you know, and I'm saying the last few months, I had said, okay, Lord, (laughs) I'm tired. I can't do it. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to quit seeking and trying so hard. I give it to you. And I I do know even, you know, recently, Pastor Jeff, I wanted to to pursue him even at a more, you know, deeper uh, spiritual way. And by that, I mean, um, in some sort of a, um, a role, you know, to, to share his word, you know, whether you want to say ministerial or leadership. And (laughs) so what's transpired is there's been two opportunities of doors opening for me to step in to those type of leadership roles and, and do that. And I just can't help but think, okay, Lord. This is what you've shown me. This is where you want me. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting what the Bible says. And again, you know, to be married is a good state. Um, it's it's such a blessing when two people come together in the Lord and become one flesh. Uh, and um, it's the second most important decision that we'll ever make uh, next to coming and making a decision for the Lord uh, as our, you know, Savior and uh, to be forgiven of sin. But because it affects, you know, the rest of our lives. But the other thing, I, I just want to reiterate just what you just said, that being in a single state, for those of you who are single, I think the hardest thing for those who are single is loneliness. Right, and right. You you talk to them, and they're lonely, and they desire uh-huh. to keep praying, keep trusting the Lord, but it's also an opportunity to grow in the Lord and to be used of Him, because you're free to do that. Um, yes. And and you're free to do that without, um, because when you have a wife, and Paul explains that, um, then, you know, you have responsibilities to your wife, you have mm-hmm. responsibility to your family, uh-huh. and so being single, uh, you can wholeheartedly devote yourself to the Lord. And we got singles that are here, and we addressed this actually just a couple Wednesdays ago as we were doing a series on standing firm in these last days and standing firm as a family. And as we address families in the church, we address a lot of times those who are married um, and raising kids, which is important, but we forget to address those who are single. And sometimes single people in the church feel left out. And that's one of the things that the Lord has put on my heart to encourage them that you are part of the body of Christ, that we need to encourage those who are single to, you know, seek the Lord, um, you have opportunity to serve the Lord, that you have a very vital part in the body of Christ, 
and to encourage them in that way, not to look at them and say, well, what's wrong with you? You haven't found a spouse yet. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's but, not but what I we want to do. I also, too, Pastor Jeff, I believe, too, that um, through that growth and when you are walking single, and it has happened, I, I think for the first time, I'm okay just being single. And it, right. it's not that, you know, that that deeper deepness of, of sadness or sorrow of being single and alone. And I, I fully believe that, you know, only Je- Jesus can fulfill our hearts that we, that we don't feel any loneliness. And I, yeah. I, I know I'm just walking in a much different path because of that. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. What a blessing. Yeah. So, can well, I, thank can you I so for... much. I appreciate your information you and, and just... On the yeah, scriptures, I had a pretty good idea, but I wanted to, I wanted to <laughs> question your your brain and, and thank you for all you do. Yeah, you're you're you so awesome to to just be a well, blessing to to all all of the sheep. So thank you for being that shepherd. You bet, you bet. Let me pray for you, David. Okay, Fa- Father, I thank you for David calling his question about marriage. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you would just um, bless him. He's right now just seeking you. You are his fulfillment. I pray you continue to be his joy. And as he's serving you, that he has opportunity in the state that he's in to be able to do that wholeheartedly. I do pray for all the singles that are out there listening. And I know there's difficult situations that uh, people find themselves in or single parents. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them and bless them. They would find that help and encouragement in the body of Christ. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. God bless you. You bet. God bless you. Uh huh. We'll see you. Bye now. Okay. You bet. 303 690 We do have open lines. I also want to encourage you um, that we have a text line. You can text in your question, and that text number is 720-336-0897. And we are going to go. We're getting close to a break, but let's go ahead and go to Bianca. How are you doing, Pastor Jeff? Good, Bianca. We're going to hear the music in just a minute or two. So when you hear it, you know we're going to go to a break and we'll continue our conversation, all right? All right. Well, my prayer request is that I have really been noticing a lot of division within the church and... Obviously, not any specific church, but in the church in general, and uh-huh. I just find that really discouraging because I really believe that the the church should be more united and and not try to be so divisive over simple issues and things like that, and I don't know. I'd just like you to to pray for this kind of thing, because I know we're in the last days, and and yeah. we really can't afford to be. I believe this, and you believe that other thing, and one of us has to be wrong, or... You right. know, having that kind of negative attitude, I just hate it. Yeah, and and there is that, unfortunately. And, there, you know, that's always been that way, Bianca. And Paul addressed it in the 
first letter that he wrote to the Corinthians, and you know that there that's a corrective letter, isn't it? And yeah. in that, all the problems that they had, and um, they had problems with uh, the gifts of the spirits being abused. Uh, when it comes to they were suing one another, immorality in the church, all these different things that were taking place. But the one thing, the very first thing that Paul addresses in that church, and he calls them carnal, was division that was taking place. And so he addresses that, and he says that each of you say, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, or, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? So hang on, Bianca. I want to just go a little further with that, and then okay. we'll be right back, and let's pray. Good prayer request. Right. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. This is Calvary Live this afternoon with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I am ready to take your questions and prayer requests uh, as we finish the hour and we'd love to be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord. We do have open lines. Give us a call at 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text number again at 720-336-0897. Uh, we're going to go back to Bianca in just a second here, but I do want to make a quick announcement. Here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, starting this Wednesday, we are going to start the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is an incredible book, 66 chapters, and we're going to go through all 66 chapters and line upon line, precept upon precept, verse by verse, and uh, such an incredible prophetic book that is given to us. And Isaiah, of course, as he um, is prophesying uh, from the time of about 640 B.C. Uh, clear to uh, 680 uh, B.C., um, he is prophesying at the beginning of the ten northern tribes of Israel till they went off into captivity and then mostly to Judah. And so uh, it's going to be an incredible study. If you like to study the book of Isaiah, uh, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, we do have children's ministry. We have youth groups that meet. Uh, we have a wonderful time of worship. Come join us. We have a nursery as well. And I know that you'll be tremendously blessed by coming out and going through the book of Isaiah uh, here at Calvary Chapel Greeley on Wednesdays. We're easy to find. We're just a couple blocks west of Texas Roadhouse on 27th Street and easy to find. Check out our website for directions and other information at calvarychapelgreeley.com. On this Sunday, we're continuing in Luke. We're actually uh, in that section of Luke chapter 21, which is the Olivet Discourse. And we're going to be looking at uh, some of the signs that Jesus talked about, that as they asked, what are the signs of the end? And he does talk about the perplexity of nations with distress and uh, signs in heaven, and then also the roaring of the seas. So we're going to talk about that specifically, and the encouragement that Jesus gives, that when you begin to see these things come to pass, look up and rejoice, for your redemption draws near. But let's go back to Bianca. Bianca, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Bianca, as if you were listening, we know that um, 
Bianca was talking about division in the church and and how it can be discouraging to see that the church at large. And Bianca, as I right before we we went on break, I was talking about that Paul dealt with that with the Corinthians, and and of all the problems, that was the very first thing that he addressed. And he talked about carnality, and um, we do that today. We have division, um, you know, uh, just as they did back then. And, you know, um, there are divisions when there ought not to be. Uh, And one of the things that I have learned uh, that I can't minister to everybody here in Greeley, uh, in northern Mm -hmm. Colorado. Um, There are some who don't like the style of worship that we do or um, the casualness or things like that, those things that ought not divide us. Now, there are things that come up that, um, you know, when we have cults and those that are teaching false doctrine— that we yeah. need to warn about, but um, I'm very grateful for the churches that are here in Greeley. I'm grateful for the work that God is doing through those churches and the body of Christ as a whole. And one of the things that the Lord has shown me over the uh, years of ministry is that if we have a vision for the body of Christ as a whole, he'll take care of the church and um, to encourage all of the Christians. And that's one of the things I love about Grace FM in this radio program that not everybody that calls in goes to Calvary Chapel. Uh, there are right. those who are listening, being blessed, uh, that go to other churches. We have people that come, like on Wednesday night, from other churches here to learn the Scriptures, and then they go back, and, and it helps them in teaching an adult uh, class in Sunday school or perhaps in children's ministry, and it's a blessing to have them. Um, so we do want to be united in these last days because these are perilous times and the church needs to be strong and we need to pray for one another and come together in unity. So Father, I just pray as Bianca wants prayer for the church, that the church and all, I appreciate all the brothers and sisters that are out there listening um, to the program and listening to Grace FM and Hope FM and online listeners that, Lord, that we would have um, just a vision for the body of Christ. There's only one body, believers in Jesus Christ. And when there is division, um, you know, it's something that's not pleasing to the Lord. It causes carnality. It causes pride. And Lord, we are very grateful for the ministries that you raise up, the churches that you raise up. And I just pray that we, as the body of Christ, would remain strong in the days that we are in to be salt and light to a dark world, to a nation, to a world that needs to hear the gospel, and that we keep our eyes on you. And so, Lord, we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot for praying. And I know that the Lord will answer a prayer like that, because I know it's not even, not just happening with the church per se, but even with uh, families, because I know that church is not a building or anything like that. I know that church is really us, and it just hurts to see so much conflict in families of believers. So thanks a lot for praying. Well, I appreciate your call and your prayer request. Very important prayer request. Bianca, you have a good evening. All right. You too. Bye. God bless you. Thank you, Bianca. Appreciate that prayer. Be praying for your church. Be praying for your community that 
the gospel will reach your community and um, how, you know, here's one of the things that I tell my people. Um, there's plenty of room for the churches, for the ministries here. We need to appreciate uh, the body of Christ as a whole because on Sunday morning there is no traffic jam um, going on here in Greeley, and I know probably in your community, not like during the week where everybody's trying to get somewhere. There's, you know, plenty of people to minister to. Most people do not go to church on Sunday morning. They stay at home. And uh, so there's plenty of people to minister to and opportunities to come together and really reach our community for the Lord Jesus Christ and to be praying for our community. So thank you, Bianca, for that prayer request. Let's go to to Esther in Greeley. Yeah. Am I right? Is it Esther? Yes, it is. How are you? Good. God bless you. My question is, because you were talking about marriage with the young fellow just yeah. uh, previously, and what about, are you to stay in a marriage when your mate is unfaithful and then is um, physically abusive? Well, let's take the first part of that, what you asked, and those are good questions, and it gets asked a lot. The religious leaders came to Jesus and asked him about marriage and divorce. And I'm reading from Matthew chapter 19. And the Pharisees came to Jesus, testing him and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And there's a couple thoughts in those days. There's a couple of rabbis. Some people followed the conservative rabbis that said, that um, you can only divorce your wife, as Moses said, um, and uh, Moses said, uh, because they said, why did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce to put her away in verse 7? So they come asking that question. They're, they're coming with ulterior motives because they're testing him. And yeah. is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? And so Jesus gives the definition of marriage. He says, have you not read that that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and two shall become one flesh. So when a couple enters into the covenant of marriage, they become one flesh. We don't fully understand it, but God declares it. And then Jesus goes on and he says that um, what God has joined together, let not man separate. In other words, it's God's intention that we remain husband and wife for the rest of our lives. So that's when they come along and they ask him, then why did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce to put her away? And Jesus said, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. But then Jesus says this, And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery, and whoever com- marries her who is divorced commits adultery. So what Jesus says, that in the case of divorce, that there is sin except when there has been sexual immorality. That is the biblical um, reason for there to be divorce. Um, Now, Jesus doesn't say you have to divorce. And I want to make that very clear because there may be listeners out there that maybe they're going through that a, a spouse has committed adultery or infidelity and there is room for the Lord to work. I've worked with couples to where they didn't divorce. There was a lot of healing, forgiveness that needed to be uh, the process to go through. 
um, where trust needed to be rebuilt, but their marriages are healthy today. So I want to give you hope out there, those of you who are perhaps going through that, that God can work when two people come together and humble themselves and say that we're going to allow the Lord to do that healing and restoring and forgiveness. And it takes a while, and it's a difficult process. But Jesus says in the case of sexual immorality, um, that, that that is a biblical case for divorce. Going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, we know that Paul says uh, that we were just reading, as I was talking to Dennis, I believe, about it, uh, who was asking about remarriage, that he says that, um, that if an unbeliever departs because they were asking about being married to an unbeliever, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such case, but God has called us to peace. So that's the second uh, biblical um, reason I see for divorce, um, that if your spouse, unbelieving spouse, leaves, if they want to stay, you stay with them, but if they leave, then you're... Um, then you're, you know, the biblical reason pulses go ahead. So those are the two biblical re- reasons why there is divorce. Um, again, leaving room again for the Lord to work and restore and to heal. So were you asking about um, in another case? Yeah. It, well, it was actually mine years ago. And since then, I have been called a. Uh, what did you call it, that I've committed adultery because I divorced my husband for that very thing. Because he cheated? Because he committed adultery? Uh, he continued to cheat. I caught him, few, I don't okay. know how many times. And then because well, we of the physical abuse, the broken noses you know, and the knocked out teeth. Yeah, and I'm so and sorry that you went my through children, that, Esther. Our children. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not right. You're called to peace, not to bondage, Esther. Yeah. And you. and you haven't, you know, in that case, you have biblical reasons to leave. Now, again, for those who perhaps their spouse has not committed infidelity, but there's abuse or there's physical or sexual abuse that is going on, I always encourage that spouse to get to a place where they are safe. And the Bible says that you can use the governing authorities and use the governing authorities because I've, you know, over the years, you know, a, a spouse, it's not always women, usually it is, but sometimes there's abuse, physical abuse that's going on, sexual abuse with the kids, that they are to use the governing authorities, get to a place that is safe, not to remain in that environment where their okay. lives and their health are in danger. So um, you're called to peace, not to bondage, all right? Okay. I appreciate that, Pastor. Thank you. You know I what, didn't like it when I yeah. got told I was committing adultery. Yeah, Jesus made it very clear, it's, you know, that there's that case that you have not committed adultery. So apparently they didn't read to you the scriptures. I'm reading to you the words of Jesus that he gives. And, you yeah. know, he says that in Luke's gospel as well. You know why, Esther? Because he gives that because some of the the rabbis and some of the religious leaders that were coming to Jesus at that time, they were following the more liberal view of uh, Moses who permitted a certificate of divorce for uncleanness. That's from the book of Deuteronomy. So the debate was what constitutes uncleanness. And the conservative view was 
because of of immorality. And Jesus confirms that in Matthew's narrative. Now, there were other rabbis that came along and said that if your wife made you mad, she burnt the toast, then you could divorce her. There are even some views of that if you saw another woman that was more attractive, you could divorce your wife. And um, and so here Jesus is, you know, in Luke's narrative, you got to take the whole thing in context as he's addressing their love for money and all of this. That It's like, are you guys kidding me? You're questioning me uh, about my teaching, and yet you're taking the commandment of God and throwing it right out the window. So Jesus makes it very clear about what constitutes sin, and it's not in the case of sexual immorality. All right? And I am so sorry that you've gone through that hurt. Well, it wasn't the the leaders, the pastors at my church. It was actually friends that are very close and really believe in God, too, that said that. And it just tore me up, so. Yeah, and I'm still sorry that you went through that. that. Okay. The Lord loves you, Esther. Let me pray for you. Thank you. Father, I pray for my sister listening in that, Lord, I'm sorry for the hurt that she's gone through and the abuse. And, Lord, I pray that you would just bring her strength and comfort that she needs right now. You know everything that she's gone through and words hurt. And, Lord, I just pray that you would reaffirm your love to her, that you care for her and her family. And, Lord, that you bring the healing that she needs emotionally, spiritually, even if there's even more physical healing that needs to be done. But, Lord, I just pray that you would bless my sister, that you would encourage her, that she'd be encouraged uh, by your incredible grace and mercy and love. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You are welcome. God bless you, Esther. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. If you want to try to get a call in before we end the hour, let's go to Brittany in New Jersey. Brittany? Brittany, you with us? Brittany from New Jersey. She had a question, and I don't know if we lost her. Sorry uh, if we did. Uh, How to know if doing right thing regarding God um, and so, uh, Brittany was asking for that. Um, first of all, how do we know that we're doing God's will would be another way to phrase that question. The way that we can know is first of all, through the word of God, the word of God guides us. The word of God gives us the answers. It, uh, shows us how God wants us to live, uh, what pleases the Lord. Um, and so we can do that and also praying when it comes to specific decisions. And I don't know, Brittany, uh, if you were looking for something you need to make a decision about job or, or, you know, uh, decisions about your family to go to the Lord. And he promises, as Isaiah chapter 30 says, that as we come to him for counsel, that he'll be a voice behind us saying, this is the way walk ye in it. And anything that he puts on your heart will not contradict what the Word of God has to say, but he'll give you a peace that rules in your heart, Colossians chapter 3. And that word rule means to make the call. He'll make the call for you. And then, I, Father, I just pray for Brittany. want to pray for her mom's health. Um, I, I pray for her health. You know the situation. You know Brittany that called. And, and I thank you that you care for her, that you would uh, bring healing to her mom that you would um, show yourself strong on their behalf and on Brittany's mom's behalf. And, Lord, uh, you know the circumstances, and 
I just pray that you'd bring that healing touch to her in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to Sarah in Denver. Sarah? You're not with Miss Sarah? Sarah had a question. Uh, okay. Richard Foster. You there, Sarah? Yes. How are Hello. you? Hello. You're on Calvary Live. I um I have a question about um we're in a church we're searching for a church right now and so we're trying to be Bereans and um we're pretty happy with the church that we have found but um have seen some or have heard some quotes from the pulpit that have us a little concerned and wondered if you would be as well. They were quotes from Richard Foster and Brother Lawrence and I don't uh-huh. I'm, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I'm the, some of the stuff I have found on it has got me concerned. So, okay, and I'm not very familiar with it. I think I've heard um, those names. There's so many names out there. I it's know. so hard to you know to keep track of everything. But you know, one of the things that I always tell people that first of all, anybody that comes along, even me, I tell my congregation this that whatever quotes are given, whatever teaching is given, you filter it through the Word of God. So let me ask you this. Um, what you are hearing, because you said you're a Berean, and a Berean is they search the Scriptures to see if these things be so. So, Sarah, are there things being said that are contrary to the Word of God? That's first of all. And um, and that's something. Yeah. and um, And then probably do a search... And I'm trying to pull up some things. I don't find anything right now, right before my eyes. But, um, you know, I've heard of those names just basic. And so I don't know what you have found. but Renevere Bible and disciplines, yeah. spiritual disciplines. Um, yeah, what's yeah. the Renevere Spiritual Formation Bible? kind of deal yeah so um you know it seems spiritual um but there is um and i'm just kind of pulling up have you read gotquestions.com on it yeah and uh yeah so you're probably seeing the same thing i am and so Uh you're getting the same information that i was going to give to you so usually this is very good and um keep looking at it but you know what be um, in a strong Bible church that, you know, that the leadership needs to have discernment. And that's what I want to pass on to you, Sarah, because, you know, you can read the same information I can give to you, but it seems like, I mean, they're talking about all kinds of strange stuff here as I just kind of read through it, um, you know, just breezing through the article and stuff. But don't be afraid to talk to the leadership of the church about it and um, and continue to be Bereans. One of the things, Sarah, that I take very seriously, if there isn't sound biblical teaching in a church, and if there are things that are being said that are questionable, and then it's kind of like, oh, man, um, you know, that's, that's something that we're to take very serious, and that's something that we are to, um, you know, have confidence that our pastors are teaching the Word of God. So... Mm-hmm. We did have communication with them, and they're they basically are saying, "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater type, yeah, so I've heard that you know, 
eat the chicken, spit out the bones kind of deal. Listen. Right. I think you, you understand if there are things that are adopted that, you know, people call all the time, you know, what about this? And here's the thing about deception. It's like this, Sarah. If I put out a meal before you, like a um, a feast, and I said a lot of it is good, healthy food, but there's a little bit of poison in the food. I don't know where no. it is. <laughs> Would you eat it? <laughs> Would no. you sit down to that meal? No, you wouldn't. And that's the thing about deception is it's mixed in oftentimes, whether you're talking about the prosperity movement, um, whether you are talking about um, um, you know, some of the just the weirdness that goes on in the church um, that you see today. Um, it may look good. It may sound good. Um, there's um, messages that are given that it isn't 100% deception. There's truth mixed in with deception, and that's what you got to discern if there's right. enough of that to be dangerous and, you know, that isn't sound. And I, you know, question when somebody says, oh, you know what, don't throw out the, the baby with the bathwater. No, you need to show me from the Word of God, that's my final authority, whether this is true or not, and whether this is um, because that's what John says, test the spirits to see if they are of God. So continue to do your research and um, and be wise and discerning. Um, but, you know, there are things that are taught out there that I tell people, if it's taught in the church, get up and walk out. Um, when anybody begins to question the authority of the Word of God um, mm-hmm. in testing the spirits. All right? All right. I appreciate I hope your time. That, yeah, I hope that helps. And then, yeah. uh, because here, here's the thing, Sarah, none of us teach the Word of God perfectly, but that's not an excuse to be accepting that, which is weird and out-of-body experiences and all this other stuff, you know, that I'm reading on this. Um, that's just bizarrity. And what concerns me today is those in the church that very much um, have, you know, um, very much adopted uh, things that are just not biblical, that uh-huh. are just strange. You know, um, you know this grave soaking um, that is done. They lay on the grave of a, a famous saint and you soak in the anointing. That's just strange. And yeah. it's very mystical in New Age, and our anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. So I would avoid those kinds of things when weirdness starts coming in. Movements of the Spirit that come in, they say, is the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. Filter it through the Word of God and um, and make those sound decisions. But I commend you for being a Berean. I commend you for searching the Scriptures and um, and asking these things. And Keep asking, all right? Oops, I lose you. Can I pray for you? Oh, sorry, I'm drunk. Now. That's okay, Sarah. I'm just <laughs> going to go ahead and pray for you, all right? If, even Thank if you, you hang up. All right. Thanks for the question. And Father, I pray for Sarah as she's asking these questions. And I just pray that you give her um, wisdom, her husband, uh, as they've been going to a church. And I know it can be disappointing, but they would search the scriptures to see if these things be so. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, um, that you would just minister to him and... Um, and uh, to her 
and to give them the wisdom that they need as they do search these things out. I thank you for her call. Um, So, um, Lord, for all of us that are out there listening, I just pray that we would be Bereans. And just as they search the scriptures to see if these things be so, that's what we need to do as well and remember to do that. So, hey, I got somebody that was calling in that um, is not feeling well. I want to pray for Henry. And um, and so, um, Henry, um, I want to pray for you, and then we're going to end the show. And uh, if you need help to, to get that help that you need, talk to uh, Frank here that's taking the calls. And, Father, I do pray for Henry. I just pray that um, you would just minister to him that if he needs help, that um, uh, as he's dropped out is what I understand, that you would just minister to him, that get the help that he needs. Lord, that you would um, just minister to him physically, emotionally, spiritually. You know what's going on. You know where he's at. And so, Lord, I just pray um, that you would just um, be with him um, and get the help that he needs right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we're just about ready to close the show. We had a great show, great questions. I appreciate all you guys that call in and listen to the show. Continue to listen uh, to Good Bible Teaching on Hope FM and Grace FM. Uh, Online listeners, keep tuned in. Keep searching the scriptures. Hope you find the comfort of the Lord as you do. Come out and join us tomorrow night as we study the book of Isaiah here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. For those of you in northern Colorado, would love to meet you, have the privilege to serve you and your family, and then Luke's Gospel on Sunday mornings. But be in fellowship in a good Bible teaching church wherever you're at. God bless you. You guys have a great evening. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.